So how long should we wait before trying to do something? Uh, we probably might as well just go ahead and start. Mickey can pop in in the middle. With XV. Because you're not as clever as I am, Ken. Hey, Mickey. That's a terrible cow, Ken. Paladin. Woohoo, not me. Ken. Stop talking to me! And Fort Max. Needly, needly, needly. Well, since the recorder didn't crash, it's superhero time. Yeah, yeah. Well, if the recorder crashed, it would just, you know, take an extra minute while I restarted everything. No huge loss. I guess. For yeah, that we'll matter, find that out pretty fast. It's probably no huge loss if, you know, the whole episode just went missing. Also, I noticed that hiss in the background just went away. Weird. Who changed something? For Max. Wasn't me. It came back. As soon as you talked. Interesting. Fort Max, did you like? Did you mute for a second or something? Nope. Huh. Fort Max sounds different this week, actually. Yeah. Fort Max, have you done something different with your hair? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. Do you use um a headset microphone or like a built-in in your laptop? No headset. Can you check in Skype real quick and make sure that you're on the right microphone? Uh, I only have one microphone. I thought you had a camera in your laptop. I assumed that had a microphone. Well, with it. yeah, but I don't. But I'm not using that. I'm using well, my desktop. No, 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 no. But oh, okay. Okay. I thought you used the laptop for everything. Nope. Never mind. You do sound different, though. Anyway, that's not really important, <laughs> is it? <laughs> no, no, no. The hiss went away again. Fort Max, say something. Something. Yeah, it's you. Because every time you talk, the hiss comes back afterward. That's that's not um, a motivation to make you stop talking. I'm just, you know... <sighs> Skype's being weird. Um, so it's Skype. Yeah. So I saw a little bit before we started, there was uh, stock photos of that stupid black dragon zord. And yeah, that's a thing that needs to exist for some goddamn reason. Because somebody will buy it. I have to admit, the black and gold Mega Dragon Zord doesn't look too bad. Hmm. But I think that's mostly just because the Dragon Zord kind of fades into, into the Megazord and you can't see how wrong it looks. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I kind of... Are there pictures of the um, uh, Dragon Zord battle mode? Of course not. No, just these two so far. Hmm. Because, because it's not the one you'd actually watch. Yeah, I'm curious to see what that would actually look like. Either that or this has been retooled so it can't do that. That would be bullshit. <laughs> well, you know, Bandai of America. Hey, you know what's bullshit? Legacy Tommy Communicator, which is literally the same thing with less pieces. Didn't we discuss this before? Mm-hmm. Yes, but I'm using that as an example for how bullshit the Legacy line is, just, you know, as a starting point. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Although, like... I'm not surprised they saved that for basically last, since that's probably going to kill the Legacy line. <laughs> or at least kill the uh, Legacy roleplay items. Because those things are going to clearance forever. 
Yep. Tough Although shit, Zio. I, I feel like we've said that about legacy stuff before, and it hasn't. Nothing's been this, like, toxic, though. Yeah. I mean, like, the movie morpher, the Tommy movie morpher certainly had the potential. And now that they're doing more of those, there's more potential in those, too, but, um... That's just... The morphers have gone it means they'll never get to Legacy Tour. I don't think this is a we problem. We already have that. <laughs> the box of Tigers already came Yes. In. <laughs> Look, I don't think anybody's really, like, upset over the absence of a legacy tour of the Shuttle Zord, Paladin. The Thunder Ultra Zord is kind of stupid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but they could charge $80 for a box. <laughs> they did. It was called they the Tiger do. Zord. <laughs> and the Falcon Zord. Yeah. Oh, that's more like, you know, a flattened box. <laughs> no, the Falcon Zord's only supposed to cost 60 The other 20 is... Toys R Us's fault. Oh yeah, only sixty dollars. Better than eighty. God. Like, there's no way the Falcons or should cost as much as the Dragons or did. <laughs> like, there's just there's no way that should be the case, ever. Hopefully, it doesn't increase in value as much as the Dragons or did. It will. Uh-huh. But the Falcons or shouldn't cost more than a lot of things. Legacy Falcons or I think at most should be like forty. Even that's pushing a little. It's pushing it, but it's within the realm. Yeah, it is. Uh, the sixty is kind of a tough thing to swallow too, but I eighty dollars. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. And I like how, like, on the back of it, where it shows what it does, the Ninja Megazord is blacked out. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have one yet. <laughs> no, I mean, really, they should have just waited and like, done the Ninja Mega Falcon Zord as one thing for 150 Then you can get almost kind of squint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it it's like, so basically all the back shows is like, it can flap its wings. Yeah. And it can also clip on the back of this thing that we don't actually have a sample of yet. <laughs> and will probably be available, like, in a year or two. I mean, the legacy line seems to work. Anyone else guessing they'll mark up the Ninja Megazord to an even hundred bucks when it comes out? Yes. If not more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's got to be comparable, you know? I mean, no, if they sold the Ninja Mega Falcon Zord for 150 at, you know, on the heels of the Thunder Megazord being 250 it's nobody... It's 200 Whatever, it's still too much. But nobody would have blinked at a $150 six Zord set. And then they'll do 200 again for the Shogun Zords, probably. I'm not sure about that, because the Shogun Zords aren't as complex. And I'm guessing they're not as big overall, either. Because, yeah, I mean, the Thunder Megazord is, big, is much bigger than... Uh... Most any other deluxe Zord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thing's damn huge. Which made it awesome when I was a kid. <laughs> Until it broke and you lost all the uh, small parts to it. Uh, I lost all the small parts before it broke. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, uh, I think on mine, only one of those lion clips actually broke, so the chest plate would still stay on. Yeah. That's what happened with mine, too. Yeah. 
Well, I think once you get rid of that fourth point, the stress kind of balances out, and it's not a problem anymore. Mm. But yeah, that's not really good design, is it? Nope. And no. then there's the huge stickers that cover almost every surface. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a childhood full of toys with sticker sheets has led me to be an adult that hates stickers. I'm never any good at applying them. My Playmates Enterprise D is so ugly. <laughs> Wherever it is. I was always disappointed with that too because the saucer couldn't separate. Like, how do you make a toy of that and omit the most toyetic feature of the design? I'm sorry, what were we talking about? Well, there's not much news, so... Well, we don't actually well, know that... There is the uh, Grongi uh, game tally ring bracelet thingy. Good job, Premium Bandai. Yeah. They're getting kind of desperate, aren't they? <laughs> and it comes with uh, temporary tattoos and also can hold candy for some reason. Are they, try- are they trying to sell it as a candy toy? By chance. <laughs> well, I'm usually, sure Kuga makes everyone want candy. Well, well, you know, usually candy comes with a toy, not, in, not, not you know, inside <laughs> it. So I guess it's compatible with the candy toys, because you can take the candy from the toys and then put it in the grongy thingy. Fort Max, I have a question. Yes? <laughs> Why is this year apparently the year of Kuga? Well, I guess because they, they figure they're putting out the Blu-ray so they can market some stuff. Well, no, I mean, like, that too. Like, why is all the Kuga stuff happening this year, Blu-rays included? I'm going to assume desperation. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if there was some, like, deeper meaning to this that I was not aware of. It, it, it's People can actually watch Kuga clearly now. Maybe they actually buy stuff from it. Although that, although people have, I mean, you got you got, you got to remember, Kuga, like, move through the entire like, you know, Godai's entire line of form changes back in SH Figure Arts when it was still young. Yeah. And they all, you know, sold enough that they kept making all of them. Although about half of them were uh, various kinds of exclusives. They were, but they still kept making them. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, Kuga's Kuga, for, for, uh, as far as the collectors are concerned, seems like it's a popular series, so it makes some sense. Like no, it's, just, it's more just the, like, all-at-onceness of it. Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we don't actually know how little news there is because we haven't actually let Peldon talk about the news yet. That's true. Like, I kind of broke in with that Dragon Zord thing and we just kind of went off the rails from there. Paladin? Right. <laughs> well, here's the main cast from the Power Rangers 2017 reboot film. That I've seen on every website everywhere pretty much in the past week. Yeah. That sure is a bunch of, um... Actors. Actors. In their early 20s. Mm-hmm. Ha-ha. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, there's really nothing you can say about it. It's just like... Oh, no, there's lots of things you can say about it, and the fandom has been saying them, such as, why are they all wearing brown? <laughs> These are the things people are complaining about for real. Oh, God. Priorities, people. <laughs> um, right. But, like, there's... I mean, there's... There's nothing bad I can say about it, but there's nothing I can say about it. <laughs> you know, I'm just glad that the Power Rangers fandom now has to endure the endlessly irritating news cycle that originates out of having a major motion picture made from its property. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also that thing where, you know, people act like the Power Rangers have been gone forever and they haven't. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, it's like that time Pat Lee revived the Transformers. 
Ah, yes. Or when. Um, <laughs> or that Bolton... time he uh, revived the X Men. Uh huh. Or, or that time Michael Bay revived the Transformers, even though they <laughs> never actually went away. But... Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a long time until next March. Right. They revealed a bunch of the cr- crew for the movie, too, and most of it's nobody I've ever heard of. That's encouraging, although that doesn't really say anything. Yeah. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I mean... We know this is going to be terrible. Oh God, yes. <laughs> there's no illusions about. Yes. There's no illusions about that. It's oh, going to be a terrible movie. Max Landis. Oh God. Oh, somebody from the, the writers of Dracula Untold. This is going to be a terrible movie. Wait, 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 wait. They got one, two, three, four, five. They have six writers. They have six writers. One for each ranger. What the frick? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just listen to <laughs> Veterans of the Maze Runner. Never heard of it. Oh. You're lucky then. Oh. <laughs> executive producers, executive producers don't matter. Brian Tyler, okay, that's the one good thing they have going for it. He's a good composer, at least. Um. Yeah, I know we did us- prime music. Uh, he did Prime Music, he did uh, Iron Man 3 soundtrack, which is actually pretty good. You know what I don't remember about Iron Man 3? The music. Actually, the music, I think, was one of the was one of the things that stood out about it. Um, but... Uh, composer, costume design was recently just straight out of Compton. Okay. That's, that's 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 not one thing you leap to <laughs> from Power Rangers. Um, I mean, I assume general costume design more relates to the civilian attire. Yeah. Okay. I mean, sure. Pro- and oh. you know, suit design probably falls into a different department. Visual effects will be handled by Weta. Hmm. Well, is it, <laughs> is it early two thousands Weta or is it um, Hobbit Weta? Yeah. So, like, we all understand this, this movie is going to be... be terrible. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to watch it and then come, be, come here the week, the week after. And talk about... <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to have to do that, aren't we? Yes! <laughs> Damn. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Ken, what we yeah. should do is get together with Mickey and arrange, you know, a hangout <laughs> to all go see this horrible oh. piece of trash. God, that would be worth it. And of uh, course, Fort Max and Peldon, you are more than invited to, you know, fly out or whatever and <laughs> experience this with us, and we'll just all do this live roundtable podcast recording afterward. Oh, God. I can't wait till next year. That's going to be that's gonna be amazing. <laughs> like, you know, forget Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Power Rangers. That's what we're I can't wait to see what the costumes are going to look like. Terrible. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just waiting for them to have the the textured surface, like the Mm -hmm. Star Trek uh, uniforms. Or like Superman's costume. But it's all like the Power Rangers lightning bolt thing, (laughs) just back and forth. Yes. 
If you zoom in, you can see, oh, what a surprise. <laughs> oh, this is going to be the worst thing. By which you mean the best thing. If it goes that far, that'll be fine. <laughs> I fear that it won't. <laughs> Wait, you don't think it's going to end up getting made? No, no, I mean, I don't think it'll go far enough into being bad to be really good. I think it'll just be boring? Yeah. Oh, that'd be a shame. Uh-huh. I just want it to be... Like, either be good or be terrible. Exactly. Haymaki's philosophy. (laughs) Yes, exactly. All I I care about the production is how many times they're going to film this thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. They should take out those rat costumes. Yes! (laughs) Is it possible for them to make something worse than Fantastic Four? Well, it's not... um, hmm. Which one? The latest one. Yes. <laughs> see, see, here's the thing. The first one is terrible, but it is actually... What's the word I want to look for? Not now, competent. what about the first first one? Oh, that's amazing, but that's a different matter entirely. <laughs> um, I still need to watch that. The I think one I with, have a copy of it somewhere, but I, the I one still with, The one with it. Chris Evans and Michael Chiklis. It, it's, it's not even good, but it's, it's a movie. Um, the one that came out last year... Might have been a movie at one point, <laughs> until they. Oh, I don't know what really. I mean, I guess it's technically a film that was in cinemas. Well, by that <laughs> regard, so was Jim and the Holograms. Was that even in theaters? Yes, about five of them. Oh, okay. for slightly longer than that movie's runtime. <laughs> <laughs> now, didn't we talk about this at some point, or was that on the other podcast? I think it came. a little from column A, a little from column B. It's hard to keep track when you know you do two shows back to back. But um, yeah, Jim and the Holograms up. had like two and a half weeks in theaters. Uh, it was in over two thousand theaters. God Almighty! And I'm pretty sure it did not make two thousand dollars in that time. I, I, I want. Is that the discussion we I had? I think a lot of theaters <laughs> maybe made enough to pay one guy's salary for the. Did it. Well, most theaters probably didn't make enough to pay one guy's uh, salary uh, for the length of that movie. Is that is that the discussion we had about, I think, how Dragon Ball Z made more money than it? Uh, yeah, um, Resurrection F. Yeah. Yeah. Because it did decent for, you know, being only a couple hundred for a limited run. Yes, it did better than Gem and the Holograms, which had a full, you know, Oh, my God. Countrywide release. How many people lost their jobs? <laughs> because that's a lot of money to get into that many theaters. Yeah, yeah. Until the movie, until the theaters are just like, take this back. So you know how Hey Mickey feels about uh, Halle Berry Catwoman? Yeah. If the Power Rangers movie speaks to me in that way, it'll be <laughs> fine. Uh huh. Um, you know, or if it's like how most people regard the second GI Joe movie. Uh-huh. That'll be fine, too. Or it's okay-ish. If it's entertaining, it's fine. Yeah. It, and, Even and, if it's entertaining for the wrong reasons. It's like, let's be real, the only reason that the second G.I. Joe inter- is entertaining is because of The Rock. <laughs> I don't know, I still never watched it. We need him in the Power Rangers movie, damn it. Oh, yeah. Uh, he'll be in the sequel as Lord Zed. <laughs> Man, I would watch the hell out of that. <laughs> like, that is completely, you know... Ill-fitting casting, but I would watch it. Actually, no. He'll be Rito. Even better! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, they will just paint a skull over his face. Uh-huh. Yeah. And just, you know, like, you know, don't put any armor or anything on him. Just, like, paint him. Well, no, just paint his face. He's just wearing regular clothes otherwise. <laughs> like fatigues or something. No, just, like, you know, black t-shirt, jeans. <laughs> or I'm, I'm, I'm dress him like, no, no, dress him like Prince Jr. <laughs> that would be even better. <laughs> we better be careful we'll, we'll end up uh, unintentionally writing the whole second movie for them <laughs> no it would be too good for that yeah uh, okay so Paladin do you have anything else for us uh, just two more from Shout Factory the complete Wild Force DVD set will be released in April and complete Ninja Storm set will be released in June yay yay but Wild Force is good yeah. Yeah, parts of it. Most of it. Eh. Like everything that doesn't involve Shayla. I, okay, I, I can feel I, you on that one. I think I'll just watch Gal Ranger instead. <laughs> Aside from like the Time Force crossover and Forever Red, I would rather it, like it, like it's one of those it's one of those few Power Ranger series where it specifically makes me think I would rather me just be watching this Sentai because basically a lot of the same shit happens. <laughs> well, yeah. But still good. Like, it's not as bad as Samurai about it, which, you know, no. defined, a, defined a whole new way of doing that. <sighs> Neo Heisei Saban. <laughs> yes. Swell. Okay, what else? <laughs> what else what? Paladin. Unless you got anything else to say about <laughs> Wild, Wild Force and Ninja Storm. Paladin. Yeah, I'm looking around, but there really doesn't seem like too much right now. No, like, there's a preview of the third issue of the comic book, but I haven't read the first issue yet, so... <laughs> I tend to forget the comic is a thing until I see people on Twitter complaining about all the covers they couldn't get. Oh, God, I hate... And then I just think, like, why did you make 15 different covers for the first issue? Are you Dreamwave? <laughs> no, they're just modern comics industry. And that's that's the thing that happens. Okay, look. So the fiftieth issues of IDW's Transformers books have come out. Um, one's coming out this week. Another one came out uh, like two weeks ago. Uh huh. And those had six covers each, but they're the fiftieth issues. Um, Even that's excessive. The first issue had several uh, covers, several alternate covers, but most of the time you get three covers for one issue. Yeah. The regular one, the subscription one, and then if the comic shop can sell more than ten of them. It, even that's stupid. I guess, but still, like... But, I mean... They, I they keep I, I mean, running I, I, this to print to put more covers on it, and it's just like, yeah. nobody can get these. Why do you even... Yeah, this is like... But me, I just... I buy my stuff digitally and read it on my iPad, so it doesn't even affect me. <laughs> and they're doing a solo series for Pink Ranger. Better than Green Ranger. Yeah. I mean, I think the number zero issue sold really well. I have that. It's okay. It's better than, you know, most of the PR comics have been before, but... Low bar. It's a very low bar, so I don't know... I mean, I have to see what they do with it. I just don't care. <laughs> and see, the thing for me also is... Okay, it's Mighty Morphin. And they're focusing on Tommy. Ah... <sighs> I just don't care. <laughs> I can't make myself care about this. 
Yeah. Also, yes, I've grown to prefer digital as a format for comics. Yeah, it's just easier. I don't have to rush to the comic shop. I don't have to feel obligated to buy stuff out of my pool box when I'm just tired of something. Mm-hmm. I don't have, I mean, I don't have to worry about them running out of issues. It's just more pleasant to read, too. Yeah. Just turn my monitor sideways and full screen it. <laughs> well, that's why I have an iPad, but okay. <laughs> well, I actually have a, you know, a swivel arm for oh, my monitor. and. cool, cool, cool. cool yeah, cool. no, I don't just roll it on side. <laughs> that I would was... be funny, too. <laughs> I wasn't sure, and I wasn't going to judge. <laughs> No, I got this, like, $150 uh, desk mount thing for $5 a couple years ago, so... Oh, neat. Yeah. It uh, does pretty well for me. Not quite as flexible as I originally would have liked, but for $5, I won't complain. No, no. Much like that three-year-old steak I ate the other day. I hope it was at least frozen before you ate it. Well, no, it wasn't frozen before I ate it. Well, I mean, have, like have you ever tried it before you eat it? That one ruins all the flavor. Have, you, no, ever, no, no, have no. you ever tried to eat a frozen steak? No, no, I'm talking about. Was it just sitting in your fridge? Fridge? <laughs> how, how, how was it kept before you ate it? In the house. Where? In the kitchen. Where in the kitchen? Inside. <laughs> I give up. <laughs> That is the point. <laughs> well, at least, I guess you're alive, so... Am I? <laughs> well, you're... Are any of us? <laughs> well, Paladin, I'm not sure you've been alive for, like, all the time I've ever known you, so... How are you on the inside, Paladin? Presently stuffed with pasta. That what kind of pasta? That eight-year-old pizza would be 13 years old now. It was a five-year-old pizza when I <laughs> ate it. Was it five? Yeah. Okay, I guess it would be a decade old now. Because that somehow makes it better. (laughs) Well, yes, uh, more age makes it better. Oh, God. (laughs) Haven't you ever heard of aged beef? That's the same principle the steak was on. (laughs) Sure. Porterhouse, too. How much much of it was green? Uh, Well, it turned kind of brown. Oh, boy. The texture suffered a little bit, too. I imagine. Hmm. I mean, I couldn't just throw it away. It's a steak. Porterhouse. Admittedly, Porterhouse isn't my favorite uh-huh. kind of steak, but, you know, it's still pretty good. Could have cooked it three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but then I wouldn't have had it, you know, the other day. Oh, this we gotta remind me never to eat at your house. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Ken. I'm never going to invite you to my house. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> well, it's not just you, Ken. I'm not inviting any of you losers to my house. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just saying, I would be fearful of my life and my stomach. That's okay. Like, if we ever all get together at Mickey's, maybe I'll just cook something there, but we won't tell you I'm cooking. Oh, dear sweet God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if I was going to cook old stuff there, I'd have to bring in my own, and that'd be kind of inconvenient, so you'd probably be safe. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, that's fine. Well, until the house caved in. <laughs> I don't think anything's fallen off of Mickey's house in a while. All the more reason to worry. I understand that we're disappointed by that, but Mickey's probably fairly pleased. Um, So are we out of news? Yeah, pretty much, I think. All right, then. 
guess we should move on to other things. Like, um... Dinosaurs. And cubes. Well, dinosaurs first. Okay, fine, I give up. Ken? Can we hear you? No, you can't. My microphone is muted. Apparently not. Well, not now! <laughs> anyway... No worse than the last episode. Is it? Is it really? It's no worse than the last episode. What's that? It's no worse than the last one. Eh. Last one wasn't great to start with. Um. And this is no worse. <laughs> it's certainly no better. Um. I don't know. It it has more heckle. Yeah. Somehow it didn't. But he's not doing as much. And it really, that didn't really make the difference. I'm afraid they really um, shouldn't have. They really shouldn't have um, dumped the heckle pretending to be the Rangers' friend thing so early. They should not have. That probably should have right. stayed through most of the season, to be honest. Like to be like uh, uh, at the time, I was like, "Oh, cool! They actually proved to be smarter." But now it's kind of like, kind of wish they kept that a little longer. Yeah, at least halfway through the season. Uh huh. Instead of just, like, immediately turn around, like, oh, nope. <sighs> well, anyway. Uh, while Tyler is going off with his dad for moonlit walks on the beach. Uh, <laughs> while morphed. Uh-huh. That part seemed weird. Oh, his dad seems weird. Um. Okay, so think about yes. this. He yes. hasn't aged for ten years. Yes. And think about the other two people who also haven't aged for an extended period of time because of the inner gems. Yes. They're also kind of weird. Kind of, but I like them. Okay, I'm thinking if, like, Tyler's dad spent another five or six hundred years uh-huh. not aging, he would get to the point where he would like him, too. I-, I honestly think it's not the writing so much as the actor, because his actor is very good. <laughs> And I'm still not convinced they're not dubbing over all of his actors' lines. Uh huh. Some, something seems odd about the ADR work in the recent episodes. Mostly just with him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, besides that, it's like they're uh, phoning it in for some reason. Uh, it seems like he was phoning it in. Um. So Singe has a plan to cut off the power of the inner gems by. Cock rings. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. <laughs> I thought it was something obscene, but it just didn't come to me until now. Thank you, XP. <laughs> uh, 
Well, there's our Ken intro quote. <laughs> oh, I wish Mickey was here for that one. I know, right? <laughs> I'm sure Mickey loves a good cock ring. Intro quote. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh, yes. So. Fort Max, would you care to weigh in on this? <laughs> Really? <laughs> anyway, this episode had four writers for some reason. I guess one for every one of Tyler's limbs. Like his power up. <laughs> uh, as uh, Riley and Ivan are sparring, and Ivan's about to cut a bitch. Uh, so, you know, they're going about introducing him to the power chamber and so on and so forth and completely glosses over uh well coda being well, a first they man. show him coda's artwork yes no no first coda shows him his artwork and he tries to explain he's a caveman but he ignores him and goes off and <laughs> uh insults ivan by calling his sword a replica <laughs> you can tell ivan yes just... ivan's response is the best <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's like excuse me how dare you He's like a second away from slapping him in the face and demanding a duel to restore his honor. Oh, that would be so great! (laughs) Um, He's like, next thing you'll be telling me that uh, there's a prince, he's the prince of Xandar, and hey, there's Philip! (laughs) That was nice. I was glad he was around for once. I I like that that you you didn't really notice him at first, and then he turns around it's like, oh, hi! (laughs) Well, that's Philip for you. Yeah, basically. (laughs) He just appears out of nowhere. That's the Grey Ranger for you. <laughs> He's just kind of unremarkable and fades into the background. So, is the Grey Ranger like the new neutral planet from Futurama? I don't know what you're talking about. Can I never notice such a thing? <laughs> um. So, yeah. Then they explain that... Yes, he's a caveman, he's a knight, and he is a prince. And you're an idiot. Yes. <laughs> and a lousy father. Also that. But anyway, um, Kendall is, meanwhile, doing something uh, useful by uh, loading the power of the, all the inner gems, I guess, into what's going to power the rest of Tyler's super form. More so, toys that we're not making. Really? Apparently there is not actually a toy that represents this in its full configuration. And there wasn't really? uh, in Japan either. Right. That's so stupid. I would have thought Bandai of America, of all people. You would think, but I think their mix and morph line didn't really work so well. That would have been the, you know, first obvious place to put that. And I've been told there haven't been armored might figure in quite some time. Which would be the second most obvious place. Huh. Well, this is all pointless then. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> um, so, uh, Mr. Navarro remembers being buried alive and then finding the Aqua Energy Gem and then being chased out of there by Fury, who he'd just seen the other day, I guess, which was a weird throwaway line. Mm-hmm. I-, I ran into a monster I just saw the-, the day before. I'm like, huh? Well, I think that's explaining how he had the sketch of Fury in his book. Yeah, it's just really kind of 
But then they don't explain how Tyler got that book, then. Awkward in the way it's delivered. <laughs> Much like his lines. Um... <laughs> Well, maybe Rusty got away with all of his uh, stuff and sent the book and everything on. Yeah. Basically, Rusty stole all of his things. <laughs> and then when he came back, he had to make an excuse. Yeah. He probably triggered that cave-in. So, there's a monster attack, and Kendall tells Philip and uh, Mr. Navarro they can't go because the Sentai footage does not uh, allow them to. <laughs> 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 but, you know... Tyler's dad really shows where Tyler gets it from, because even so, he wants to go anyway. Yeah. Look, I think it's really important that I go be there. Sure. As dude. a target. Yeah. So, back to... Give me a shovel, I'll be fine. Back to uninspired monster names, we have Hunter. Well, he was named that last week, too. Yeah, I know, I just didn't notice in, you know, light of... Oh. Why would they just name him Ninja? Well... <laughs> Maybe just, it's, I don't know. <laughs> Look, that's probably not his real name anyway. It's just that um, Heckle's not willing to learn what anybody's name is because <laughs> he's Heckle. And so they just kind of go with it because otherwise they'll die. So while the Rangers are fighting the monster, uh, Singe and Fury start to go at it. And then Fury, the... use Fury swipes. It's not very effective. Not at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> And he gets the rings on his horns. Oh. Just want that to sink in. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and so he, he grows massive. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> but the rings um, are very constricting. Very. Um, right. So, um, all the rangers except Tyler uh, summon the Megazord, and they go off to fight him. While Tyler goes into super mode, and... Which he shouldn't be able to do since the T-Rex Zord is in use. <gasps> well, in Carrier, that would be true. Apparently, that's not strictly the case in Dino Charge. Even though we see the T-Rex Zord transforming into the gun. Shh. Shh. I guess Dino Charge wants to actually make the other people useful. Which, you know, kudos to them. Yeah. Because, like, at this point in the series, it is the only, um... Well, no, they have the Plesiozord. Uh-huh. They do have one other body. Uh-huh. But again, Sentai footage. Yes. Yeah. Basically. They have two bodies. What's the other one? T-Rex and... Terrazord. Oh, yeah, the Terrazord can be a body, too. Oh, yeah. Funny how I forget that since they never demonstrate it. Yeah, well, the one time. Uh-huh. Last year. Yeah. <laughs> Sell that toy. Mm-hmm. So, Tyler gets ringed. Oh, my. Very, very constricting. Um, he gets knocked out of uh, super form, and uh, they go to fight the monster again. Well, this back and forth, you can definitely tell they're chopping stuff together. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but they get knocked out of their uh, transformations, and apparently all of their energems have rings around them. Which prevents Awkward. them from transforming. <laughs> Even Shelby, which, you know... I'm oh, sorry, that's a low blow. Uh, <laughs> oh my. Um, so, Aqua and Graphite show up, and they escape. But still, yay, they remembered the other rangers exist. 
Well, yeah. Well, they weren't relying on Sentai footage for this part, so... Um, yeah. They can pretty much do whatever the hell they want. So, Tyler gets a great idea. Which is always a bad, bad <laughs> statement to make. And for some reason, Kendall agrees with it. She's been around them way too long. Well, uh, you're skipping over part of it. Um, am I skipping over anything important? Well, oh, yes. His, his gym is damaged. Yeah, from trying to break the ring off of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, well, while he did, it didn't. Uh, it, it cracked the inner gym. And so, you know, he asked Keeper, well, can I still morph? And Keeper's <laughs> like... He doesn't tell him no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be better if you didn't. Um... I mean, you could die, but more importantly, it might lose the power of the inner gem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's really an unacceptable risk to take. So, Tyler uh, advocates a more acceptable risk to take. Stick his hand into lava and, <laughs> and re- re-energize it that way. Because apparently the heat and pressure of the lava will, like, force it shut. Sure, sure. Uh-huh. Let's go with that. It can melt it. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Well, Keeper, would Keeper let him do it if there was a risk of it melting? No. The only risk is the Tyler. Which doesn't really matter. Right. So, Tyler, um, well, they don't go deep enough. Wait. Um, so he uh, steals Chase. He and his dad didn't go deep enough. <laughs> Oh. So he steals Chase's power up again and digs down. Claiming he's the only one who can use it. Oh, no. What he's saying is, of the two of them there, he's the only one that's used it. It's valid. He could have phrased that a bit better, though. I understood it. That's what I I mean. I see where he's coming from. So, yeah, he digs down deeper to find hotter lava. And so the only ones that can transform are Kendall, Philip, and Mr. Navarro. Does he have a first name? Uh, according to the credits, it's James. James. Okay. Okay, sure. So Philip, James, and Kendall go to transform because we have Sentai footage of them. And good God, the face on this guy—this guy's face when he said, when he, you know, you know, says it's morphin' time. Like something is not right there. <laughs> is, is it just me? No. No. <laughs> like, the hell? No. N- no was my reaction. Mm. <sighs> yeah. So, mm. since, since I battle with the extra rangers, and the monster, with which the other rangers go to fight untransformed. Tyler jumping off on them. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you know Ivan just bring his sword? At the very least. Because. Censors. <laughs> um So yeah. The X Rangers are getting their asses kicked, so naturally Tyler is successful in getting his energy fixed, pops back up, transforms. I do like that um, after, you know, he started, you know, slapping Singe around a bit, he says he looks like a walking carnival. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> I caught that, too. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I'm sure most people did. Yeah. But... <laughs> so uh, he ends up destroying the thing that was, you know, keeping the rings on the Energems. So the other Rangers can transform. And he grows destroy. too big for the cock ring. <laughs> Damn, Paladin. <laughs> so the other Rangers. Subtlety? Can... What's that? <laughs> the other Rangers transform, destroy Hunter. While the other other rangers are... I'm getting confused, Ken. There's too many rangers in the show. We only have nine so far. It's just, you know, almost double what they normally have. <laughs> um, so, yeah. he uh, Tyler ends up using his Forza mode to summon the various combinations from the Megazord and... My god... They really needed a better naming scheme for this series with the upgrades. Well, if they didn't have so many combinations, maybe they could have. Was that? Maybe if there weren't so many combinations, they could have done that. Maybe, but <laughs> this, it's kind of, um, like I'm more distracted by hit by, by him rattling off the combination names than anything else. They just needed something more punchy. And yet... I- no. Yeah, here we are. Mm-hmm. No, they do give the, the they do have U use um U.S. footage for all of the combination sequences, which I guess is much the reason why they had to do a U.S. Um, original transformation on top of that. Mm-hmm. And they're still editing the names on the batteries, so good for them. Nice. Well, yeah. Effort. So yeah, uh, Singe gets his ass kicked, and then he gets locked in a cell with Fury. Because Heckle wants him to learn to play nice. And he took their swords, too. <laughs> you can have your toys back when you learn to behave. You know, one of you is a bloody smear on the wall, whichever comes first. Well, <laughs> the one that's left will behave a lot better. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Tyler is back at the power chamber explaining the crazy-ass stupid thing he did this week. <laughs> <laughs> With selfies as evidence. Uh-huh. Like, holy crap, Tyler. <sighs> Surprise his phone didn't melt down there. It was probably the... But it's on, he showed it on his regular phone. He had an otter box. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> His phone bonded with the Energem. <laughs> it's immortal. Yeah, so, surprise, surprise, um, Mr. Navarro is leaving. At Keeper's urging. <laughs> Thank you, Keeper. <laughs> <laughs> like, he took him aside and like, look, you're creeping me out, you need to go. Creeping everybody out. <laughs> no, Keeper I'll... wouldn't care about that. Just himself. Yeah, he's like, making Keeper uncomfortable. Think about that. He's making like, Keeper, Keeper uncomfortable. Make Keeper uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Keeper. <laughs> hmm. So, yeah, that episode was a, a, a thing. Well, the the hurtful part is, like, there's elements of this that could have been a really good episode. Uh-huh. Were they not saddled with, um, like, 15 minutes of Sentai footage based around the toy that never existed anywhere. Oh, God! That makes it even worse. <laughs> but, it's, but it's like they have to introduce it because the rest of the Sentai footage is going to use it. 
Uh huh. So. And oh. since they only have twenty episodes per year to do it in, they can't like you know. Yeah. Spread it out any. Yeah, and it's like well, that and. I think they uh, kind of did a bad job balancing things. Like there's too little Sentai footage in Dino Charge, and apparently too much in Supercharge. Yeah, but also like just Aqua's actor. I don't know what's going on there. Well, good news, he's leaving for a while. Yeah, I mean, I guess. And if they follow the synthetic footage, maybe he'll get replaced by somebody later on, but, you know. Nope. But that means we'd lose Prince Philip, too. Not necessarily. That's still a dude. My logic is sound. I still want to know who's going to be silver. Yeah, that's the interesting question. Uh huh. What if it's Heckle? No, Heckle's going to be um, not a Bari killer. Not he's going to be Death Reacher. Yeah, that one. I don't know. We were once certain Tyler's dad would be Silver, so. Well, look at it like this. Um, I think that isn't the Death Reacher episode in the TV series like one that has all ten Rangers in it? Also, I don't remember. I, that's the like one of the only it's things quite I do. Possible. It's only that's one of the only things I do remember about Kia Reacher. Um, so that would be a good example. So you're asking Gus if it had that? Yes. I'm just making sure. Because my members are still fuzzy and I can't trust them. Couldn't tell you. Okay. So, yeah. Dino, Dino Supercharge. I, I don't know. <laughs> the last last couple of episodes have just been kind of... It does feel like they're phoning in a few things, which is unfortunate. Just the last couple of episodes, though, so maybe it's more to the... I don't know. Cause I'm, not sure, yeah, I'm not sure if it's like the product introductions or the weakness of um, Aqua over what here. What product? <laughs> That's a, the well, hypothetical there, product introduction. There, there is a figure for Carnival, at least. I have it. Yeah. I wish it had the arms. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> would be more interesting. I don't, I don't think many people are going to be demanding it. Sadly. Well, it wouldn't, matter. it wouldn't matter if they would. It would just come out as a legacy item in two years and cost three times as much as it should. So about 50 bucks? Yeah. Also, Ken, your fan. There you go. I have no idea what you're talking about. Sure. Just for them, I'm going to add in more fan noise. <laughs> what? <laughs> Gonna make it worse so everybody blames you even more. Oh, good. Because, Ken, you know. No. You know. No. Ken, you know. No! <laughs> okay, so I guess we'll take a break. Yeah. Okay. And stuff. We'll probably have a short episode this week. Okay. Hooray for underwhelming Dino Charge or something. I don't know. And then no news to speak of. Well, we still uh, stretched out the intro of the show for half an hour. I don't know how. <laughs> Talking about stupid things as Imagining we how horrible. <laughs> Imagining how horrible the Power Rangers movie is going to be. Like I said, stupid things. We'll be back. You're listening to Superhero Time. You've got your sunrise, 
you caught a prize. You, you're making your Johnson. Party nights, summer whites. You, your friends, and your Johnson. Rooster tails, water trails. You, your kids, and your Johnson. Saturday nights, distant lights. You, your girl, and your Johnson. You and your Johnson, a way of life for over 50 years. Okay, so I guess it's time for Geoger. Hooray! Yay, animals! <laughs> right, so, um, Yamato's passing out flyers trying to spread the good news of six-sided flat Earth, and also <laughs> seeking help finding the missing chunk of the Tesseract. Well, more cubed Earth than flat. Each of those six sides was flat. The side yes. of a cube is flat. Therefore, yes, therefore, it is six-sided flat Earth. There's a... Okay, okay. Six-sided flat Earth. Gotcha. That's what I said in the first place. The good news of six-sided flat Earth. I missed it. I was just surprised to hear you do it. It took me a second to, you know, register what was going on here. <laughs> well, six-sided flat Earth. How could I not? Okay. <laughs> um... Well, that's probably not good. I just got the there's a problem with this call thing. Oh, it's Paladin. Hmm. Uh, well, you noticed this time. Well, that's because a you know, thing popped up. How could I not notice? There are ways. Are there? There are. I like how it's telling me, hold on while we try to get the call back in so I can still hear you guys. That's always a good sign. Yeah, isn't it? Should we... Try and reconnect, or... Oh, that'll be too much problem for ending. Okay. Having to patch more files together. <laughs> no, we'll just sit here quietly and wait for Paladin to come back. And keep all of this in the recording. Yeah. <laughs> in including the quiet. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Especially the quiet. Well, I mean, like, we can afford to waste some time, because we're, like, ahead, I think. <laughs> the run I guess. Time, the runtime of the podcast is a lie. <laughs> Well, Paladin's uh, gone entirely now. Mm. Also, Skype is now telling me, telling me my video quality is low, even though I'm not running video. <laughs> Are you sure? Well, I don't even have a camera plugged in, so yeah. What about the camera inside your monitor? Nope. That spies there, upon you. There's not one. Oh, you just can't see it. It's on the other side of the glass. Uh... Don't worry, NSA won't do anything. Okay, what's wrong now? Well, you, you tell us. <laughs> God damn it. Hmm? Well, it wasn't the microphone, but still. So, Paladin, are you good to go? Well, only one way to find out, I guess. Okay. That's never encouraging. It's welcome to superhero time. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so it turns out everybody's searching, uh, turning up lots of more or less cube-shaped things, but never quite the right one. Leo in the, gar in the garbage dump. <laughs> With Tusk standing there to make sure that he stays doing his job. Not that he's doing anything himself. Well, no, he can't because he has to babysit Leo. <laughs> because if he leaves Leo alone, Leo will leave and just climb something. <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so, 
That is to say, of all the ones who are actually looking, because Amu has instead been using the search as an excuse to go window shopping. And now, having run into her purse, I mean Yamato, uh, <laughs> she's turned it into actual shopping. Uh-huh. Eventually, all pretense is given up as she tries to pass off a chunk of cake as the missing champion symbol. Uh, Yamato's not having any of this shit anymore. And he thinks that she's just given up on ever having, uh, on ever being able to go home. Well, he thinks he's not having any more of this shit, but... Uh, Amu kind of agrees episode that... episode three, he's in for a lot of this shit. Yeah. Amu kind of agrees that all the searching for the, uh, champion symbol, despite not having a damn clue where to start, is probably kind of pointless. You know what? I'm, I'm so glad to actually see somebody in a Sentai series say that. Because... Immediately, she's, like, the smartest person here. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not much competition, but well, yeah. But, like, how many times has there been something where they're looking for a magical MacGuffin, and they're just wandering down the street looking for it, and you're like, how? At least Yamato's handing out flyers that's sort of proactive. Yeah, I guess. Like, you know, spread the workforce out. I mean, it's, it's more than just randomly And not in just places. trying to describe it with only words. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. But still, it's, it's kind of a realist, weirdly grounded point of view. Yeah, so, like, she's just not going to worry about it too much and, you know, just kind of let it go. And Yamato's not handling this well, as <laughs> either Amu's kind of scary compartmentalizing is getting to him, or maybe it's just the fact that his eyes are mutating into bird eyes. Hard to say. <laughs> like, that's interesting. But whatever the case, way far on the other side of the city, he sees a cube rather like what they're looking for. Handy. Yes. As Yamato rushes off and forces Amu to abandon her cake, we go to the highway. <laughs> she seems so concerned about it. She's like, but he's running off that, but, but cake... Well, it's cake, Please though. finish the cake. That looked like a good cake. Yeah. I mean, it has strawberries and shit inside of it? Well, oh, if it had shit. shit inside of it. Um... Well, she has a cat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's no telling where it is. So anyway, off to the highway. Where there folks are that. Where folks are blowing the fuck up. <laughs> this monster is just murdering people <laughs> left and right. That's today's death galleon. Bogan. There are a lot of civilians dying in this blood game. Uh-huh. It is a blood game. <laughs> well, hey, this guy's playing it seriously. Yeah? Like fish in a barrel. So, um, Selatusk and Leo get mad tail boners at all the carnage and run off <laughs> from their searches. Also, I'm sad Mickey's not here because I put carnage in here specifically <laughs> to draw oh, his ire. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Mickey, the episode title. I like how Sayla always has to turn towards the camera so that way they can see her tail. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, episode title is Carnage. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just make yes, sure we get thank the you. That's the joke. So they arrive to see the highway in flames and the fight begins. And goes really badly as all three of them basically yellow for it and get shot repeatedly without even <laughs> trying to move out of the way. I don't know. It's not quite yellow foring. They weren't jumping directly into them. <laughs> no, but they were, ma- they were making no action to avoid it either. Well, they got hit the first time and then he kind of just kept shooting. <laughs> In fairness. So, Bogan takes off having pretty much defeated all three of the Jewogers that are there and then Leo rolls down the hill. 
everybody wonders where Yamato and Amu could have gotten to that they didn't come help, but maybe Amu was just out of tailboner range and Yamato is naturally oblivious. I mean, that seems logical. Yeah. Uh, up on the mighty space bow, Vertical Cylon is extremely annoyed. <laughs> it was his turn to play next, but Cubiclifter stole his turn while he was in the bathroom. Uh, but the Dungeon Master reminds them both that it's really not important since both of them are only there to show him an entertaining game. Oh, I, there's something about these villains that I really enjoy. <laughs> Maybe if we got to see more of them. Uh-huh. Well, it's only yeah. the third episode. Like, I, I enjoy the setup of them, and I look forward to, you know, eventually they'll be on, on foot and do something. I mean, by the third episode of Gokaiger, like, none of them were really that remarkable. Well, most of them didn't do anything for most of the series, also. But so. they did develop characters. They did over, over time. time. Yeah. Yes. And I, the setup for them is nice enough, and you can kind of just like bounce these jokes off of the concepts enough that it's like I'm still entertained. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So meanwhile, Yamato is dragged Amu along as he stalks the people he spied on from across town earlier. Uh, hey, you have a cube, right? Can I have it? Well, it was a gift from my boyfriend, but it's well, dumb and I, I don't really care so about sure. it. I was just going to toss it when I got home. <laughs> <laughs> While her boyfriend's standing right there. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> well, I didn't really need a rock. It wasn't even the big rock. It's not the rock I wanted. <laughs> oh, but damn, it must still be on the bus. So, Yamato and Amu board the bus, which surely won't tie into the rest of the episode at all. Oh, God, no. Uh, finding the square rock, Yamato proclaim, proclaims their clueless dumb search is success. Yay! But, but hey, isn't that kind of a lot smaller than the other ones? Oh. Either it's really cold Oops. in that bus, or it's not the right <laughs> cube. Either way, either way, Yamato is very sad. But Amu is fine, because she never expected to succeed anyway. <laughs> There's something to be said for that. But hey, she's being optimistic when she always thinks that no matter how much she really wants to go home, she probably won't ever be able to because it's too hard to succeed. It's, I, th- I think the point is more she's not going to get upset over, over hitting a dead end because, well, it's still... Because they're I, not going to succeed anyway, so why even bother? Well, I don't think she's saying that. Well, that's what I'm getting out of it. No, it's more like just because she hits a roadblock doesn't mean she's going to get all distressed and depressed over it. Just so, you know... You still got life to live. That's not the meaning She's I'm getting out of She's probably more upset about uh, losing the cake anyway. Well, I would be. <laughs> that was a good cake. Yeah. Uh, so Bogun, at about the same time, turns up near the bus they're on. Amu's tail becomes erect to point toward the danger, though it's hardly <laughs> necessary when the car behind them just explodes. <laughs> uh... Yamato states the blindingly obvious, telling the bus driver to keep driving and not let the bus fall below 50 miles an hour or else it'll explode too. Because he'll shoot you. <laughs> the other three Juogers show up and try to stop Bogan from shooting any more vehicles, but their tiny guns are no match. Uh, Bogan makes his escape on top of the bus, and the Juogers are left to just run after it. Well, no, no, he doesn't just make his escape on top of the bus. He bounces off of a car, just shoots it for the hell of it, Bounces from the bridge and then jumps onto the bus. Yeah, he makes his escape on the bus. Yes, well, I mean, at the end of the day, yes. <laughs> but it, that lacks a certain pizzazz, so I don't know what he did. But anyway, the other three are just, you know, running in the street behind them. 
They need motorcycles. They do, don't they? Yes. Or like elephants or something. <laughs> no, he no Tusk, Tusk left that that back home, and that 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 moment was still kind of obscene. Wasn't it? Though? <laughs> <laughs> like I have enslaved one of my own people. <laughs> That's not even a person. It's like three fifths of a person. Damn. Uh, so Bogan shoots them again, breaking their pursuit. But Yamato manages to just then climb up the bus, transforming as he reaches the roof. And then almost throwing himself right off the bus when he swings his sword a bit too hard. It's fine, he can fly. Uh, Yamato clearly hasn't gotten his bus legs yet. Clearly. He should, you know, watch more Go-Onger. Because bus legs. Right. Right. But That's instead he uses flying press. Uh, yeah, so the fight goes on until the bus hits a bump and bounces Yamato off the roof, but he goes beast out and saves himself from hitting the street. However, flying there as he is, he's making a pretty good target, which Bogun's not about to pass up. <laughs> but before he can make good the shot, square holes explode around his feet, as Amu's giving uh, blind covering fire from inside. <laughs> so Yamato is able to uh, knock Bogun off the bus, and Amu jumps out over a fence and rolls down the embankment after them. Don't try this at home unless you're also a purple cat girl from the reality. <laughs> That's a good way to use the stun actor. Uh huh. <laughs> Just slap the head, slap the head on him. I'm pretty good. sure any time it's the animal suits, it is the stunties. Yeah, well, we had that discussion. Well, I'm, I'm just reiterating. In general, you know, instead of you know, like having to like hide it under a wig, just oh yeah, hide no, it. I mean, and <laughs> in episode four, in episode four, there's another good instance of that too. I haven't seen that yet, but yeah. Um. Um, so Yamato catches up to her and immediately complains about how she almost shot him with recover fire too. But it's fine as long as you don't get hit, right? I mean, she's not wrong. Sure, sure. Omu <laughs> <laughs> so, is just wonderful at how she just doesn't give a shit about anything. Just like a cat. <laughs> so uh, Leo and the others roll up, and Leo's very mad that Yamato and Amu weren't there to help earlier. Leo then gets a call from Amu, who reminds him that, hey, these are phones, too. Call when you need something, dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like, too, that in the transition between that and the next part, Leo's just standing there looking at the thing all amazed, remembering that, hey, yeah, this is a phone. (laughs) That's so great. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so Bogan staggers his way back into scene, and it's cubing time. It's always cubing time. What are you about? <laughs> uh, so fight with the amoebas, and I like they're emphasizing Tusk's kicks and punches with added special effects. Uh-huh. Like, I guess trying to show that he hits harder in general than everybody else. Even when he's not, you know, all beasted out. Uh-huh. Right. Like, that's that's interesting attention to detail. In general, I like the fight choreography in the show uh-huh. so far. Yeah. They're doing, like... Not hugely different things, but they're but, doing somewhat different things than we would normally be seeing. Every character is distinct, also. Yeah, that too. Which is like, always nice. Like, I think back to Tokyuger, which, it didn't do a lot of innovative things. But it did a lot of little, little interesting things that kind of added up over time. Right, it built a style for itself in how it presented the action and the overall choreography. This is doing something kind of similar, but it's adding to the repertoire at the same time. It it makes the Sentai footage pretty interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, fight with the Amoebas. Um, once we're all done with the grunts, we find out that still nobody's learned to dodge. No, I didn't. You dodge! Where's Piccolo <laughs> when you need it? Bogan comes in shooting everyone to knock them down, then starts beating upon them with his crossbow before jumping all over and shooting them some more. Uh-huh. But just as the killing shot is about to be fired, Yamato's bird eyes kick in again, and he can suddenly see the shots coming and knock them away. Yay for slowly transforming into a horrific monster. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody else, sight goes, beyond sight. everybody else goes oh. beast out, and stock footage is Bogan before all five do that claw-slash-sword attack, which looks really cool. <laughs> Does still look pretty cool. Uh-huh. I also like that, you know, unlike Ninja, you have a focus episode on one of the female rangers, and, you know, they actually put her front and center. Yeah. Like, right towards the beginning of the series, too. Uh-huh. Like, what a novel concept! Have we had that really since Gokaiger? Um, I mean, Tokyger had an early episode on Kagura, but I think it was also kind of focused on Wright. Well, this was also focused on Yamato, but this is more like... You know, Amu teaching her. It was more. It was something. more about Amu and her dragging Gride around all over the place. You mean, no, I mean, we can't. Not right, we, uh, uh, Yamato. Yeah, Yamato. I'm. I'm thinking last. Last. Yeah, yeah right. So last ride that wasn't completely insufferable. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Yamato is less the focus here and more the suffering um victim. <laughs> He's the mechanism by which the Amu plot can move forward. Correct. Um. He's but, pretty much only there so he can drag her along to where the where he sees the cube. Yeah. That's all he's really there for. Right. And hauling around uh, all the stuff she bought mm-hmm. and paying for like, it. Uh-huh. Like the focus the focus of the episode is, you know, you know, finding out more about her personality basically. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Um also I don't want to downplay that uh, Go Kaiger episode where Luca just spends the whole time trying to steal from someone she's working for. Ah yes, yeah. That's that's such a good plot. That was such a good episode. So heroic, the most. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so of course, Naria rings down to the surface and fingers Bogan's slot, uh... make, making him get big and ready to shoot all over the place again. Uh... This is a lewd episode. Also, Fort Max, I'm glad you pointed out last time that this looks like the ring transporter, because I was thinking that anyway, and I'm sticking with that now. Oh, good. <laughs> More Stargate references are always welcome. Ah, uh, yes. Um, so after the cube animals are summoned, Bogan causes an avalanche with his crossbow and buries Tiger and Elephant, conveniently leaving the pieces needed for Juo King's main formation. Uh, Leo's all, you can't, coincidence. you can't possibly bury us now. <laughs> Triggering Juo King getting buried waist deep when Bogan blows up a mountain around him. <laughs> Such a freaking idiot. You are bad at this, yo. <sighs> and, yet, and yet he's more entertaining than like a Be- lot of ye- male yellows have been. Because he is just an unabashed idiot. Yeah. He's it's fun. Like, it's, it's like unlike Nagi, who was just kind of there. there. Yeah. Literally just what, was there. he was he even just there? Oh, he was uh, just there. He was filling space most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> they had five rangers technically, mm-hmm. for t- and then you know they had six technically. Uh huh. They had technically had a yellow ranger. Yes. Who wow. Was ju- who was just as important as any average male yellow? Yep. Mm-hmm. But Leo alike. Yeah. So, just then, Elephant and Tiger break free, apparently by changing back to cubes, which makes them not be buried enough anymore. 
okay, whatever. I mean, it would it would shift the rocks around. I guess, but still, it seems kind of anti logic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so mode change, and apparently having tiger and elephant legs makes you extra fast. Who knew? Right, I would think elephant legs would like slow you down, but make you like you know kick more or something, kick harder. I don't know. Once an elephant gets up to speed, I imagine they hard to stop. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know that you well, ever call I them nimble. It's more... And depends on what part the, of the legs they are, maybe. Well, I think um, three and four can only be lowers. Okay, so the no, elephant is about fifty miles an hour. Never mind. <laughs> no, but like once one starts going, you probably you know it's probably kind of hard to stop. They might seem fast. <laughs> but the point is, you don't really ever think of an elephant as being nimble. No, no. Agility I... is not one of their traits. No, not typically. No. So I guess that's uh, the tiger kicking in, even though it's only the knees. <laughs> yes, and we find out why tiger is... Um... Well, they used this formation last time, but like yes. tiger has those claws on top when it's on its own, which uh-huh. are stupid and make no sense. And they're just, you know, for knee weapons, apparently. Yeah. Sure, whatever. It works. <laughs> so, with it's the... Not, with, it's not like she's going to be fighting in the individual form much. They've kept up use of the individual ones more than I thought they would. Well, that's true. Um, that's, that's only because they can't all combine yet. Yet. <laughs> yet. So, with the grace and agility of the elephant on their side, they dodge all the incoming <laughs> shots... But, you know, there's kind of a lot of collateral damage piling up. A little bit. And they still can't really counterattack. No. But then, Yamato feels a strange bulge in his pants. <laughs> and it turns out to be a giraffe. The mythical Kirin. <laughs> Is that what they're calling it now? <laughs> well, it, it's Cube Kirin. It extends to full length, popping out and poking Bogan in the eye. Uh... King grasps the giraffe firmly in his right hand. <laughs> And, okay, I had... Now I know why... The, the CGI for the giraffe really stands out. Yeah, it's, it's, well, versus the practical effects, yeah. It's Sentai. Uh, so, pumping furiously, it launches shot after shot at Bogun, <laughs> who explodes from the numerous penetrations. Wow. <laughs> now I understand why you did the summary. Well, I mean, I didn't have that in mind when I started, but... As I went through, a theme developed, and here we are. It just felt right. Yeah, it did. Oh, my. So later at the treehouse, everyone is playing with Yamato's giraffe, (laughs) while Abu and Uncle have a conversation about her lack of experience with sucking. (laughs) Turns out uh, Julen doesn't have vacuums. Uncle thinks uh, she sure is strange and backward, but Yamato tries his best to play it off, saying, you know, there's a lot of ways to get the job done besides just by sucking. And he apparently doesn't notice their tails. (laughs) No, that's that's been a running theme, though. Having uh, having adequately satisfied Uncle, Yamato talks to Amu about how she probably still thinks everything's hopeless, and that's okay. They'll still search pointlessly, but Amu can also spend her time getting used to living here, since she'll probably be stuck here forever, because that's the most optimistic way to do it. And in the meantime, Yamato orders everybody else to help clean, too. Or else they'll have to get the whip and leashes back out. (laughs) Well, let's be fair. The whip's always there when they transform. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Leashes, though. 
They're there somewhere in the in the house. Mm-hmm. Just in case. Well, you never know. I'm sure you bought one for Tusk too, just in case. Well, no, he probably bought like um, uh, an anklet for Tusk. Ah, yes, yes. Because you know, elephants. Elephants. <laughs> when you think about how thick an elephant's neck is, that'd be kind of hard to get a collar around. This is true. Yeah, mm-hmm. neck, right. <laughs> wow, this episode went places. <laughs> You're welcome. And and next week we get to see Leo pounding the tuna. Well, that might be what the preview would uh, imply. Yeah, I haven't seen the episode yet myself, so I don't know quite well how that goes. Yeah, I I wouldn't take that as necessarily being the truth of the matter. I just I just noticed the um, over time some picture for it. Oh, which is great. Let me look. I didn't actually pay attention to that. Is it as good as my summary of this episode? No. It, oh, okay. it couldn't be. <laughs> Who would win the battle between a shark and a lion? In the ocean, of course, the shark. On dry land, of course, the lion. But in a zero-gravity free-for-all... <laughs> <laughs> well, wouldn't the uh, shark suffocate first? Probably. Yeah. But, but removing that... Well, um, yeah... So in a zero-gravity vacuum free-for-all. <laughs> I don't think that's better. But is the tiger using the vacuum? Uh, is the... Oh, God. <laughs> and if so, where is she using it? And where did that broom handle go? And I, I, I think their summary for Ghost right below it kind of sums up my feelings right now, which is, don't get excited, it's still just Ghost. <laughs> I mean, if you think back, eventually they figured out Wizard was bad too, but they were so far into it, I don't think they wanted to give up on it. Uh huh. But like, they knew. Ghost has moments occasionally, but I, I I feel myself less and less inclined to not just like even when I'm watching the stream, just kind of check out for half an hour. Yeah, I watched the stream this past weekend, so I saw Ghost, um, and was reaffirmed in that you know I really don't care about this show. Mm, yeah. And like this was a plot episode too. That's a shame. This I mean, a... been really bad in the way that Drive was. It's just dull. Well, see, again, Drive starts really bad and got better in my opinion. While Ghost started I was like it has some potential and not entirely sure on it and then just kind of like kind of like Did Wizard nothing. actually. Kind of like Wizard actually. But Wizard was terrible. Yeah, but we we reviewed like 24, 25 episodes of it on this show. Yeah, we spent about as much time on Ghost Ager, too. That doesn't really prove anything. I know, I'm just saying. Um, and I, I think I checked out on Wizard before most of you did. Because uh, remember, JD's the only one who actually stuck with it the whole way. Uh-huh. And I think, JD. <laughs> and I think he stuck I, through all of that, but he didn't get to see all of Gaim. That's a shame. Yeah. But I think that was part of the reason why I stuck like halfway through is because like, well, there's still a couple people discussing it. I'll keep watching it. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, no, I got to the point where it was Beast's focus episode, the magical girl, and they still shit all over him. Uh huh. I was just like, no, I'm done with this. Yeah, basically. And like, Spectre spent you know two or three episodes here as a zombie, and and then and then you know, Grateful's go- just on the horizon now. And then when you go back to Drive, like, Mock showed up and just shit all over the show, and, you know. 
But then the show turned around and shit all over Mock, which is kind of actually funny. Yeah, well, but... <laughs> I, I, I dumped the show before that, so... <laughs> like, Mock becomes the whipping boy of the entire show, and it's actually kind of entertaining. Mm. But, yeah. I just... Like, it was a plot episode of Ghost, very plainly, and I still couldn't make myself be interested in it. Mm, yeah, basically. So that's kind of a bad sign, I think. And again, he just sucks in Batride War. <laughs> yeah, personally, I'm finding Ghost okay. It isn't anything great, but I do wish it would pick up the pace a bit. Uh, Isn't it... gonna... <laughs> Grateful gonna... Damashi in Batride War because somebody found his sound effects? Yeah, he is. He's a DLC character. It's free DLC. No, wait. No, wait. They, they, they're releasing Spectre, Chaser, and uh, Tokon Boost soon. I think Grateful is probably coming, though. I mean, it has to be, right? Yeah. Like, there probably won't be the final form. No, it, it, that won't be till the next game. Yeah. Which I'm sure Mickey will also complain about because there's no graphics upgrades. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm 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 playing it a lot, and I'm still enjoying it. I unlocked all the um, show writers, but it's like, yeah, this does look like a PS2 game. <laughs> but I mean, you kind of have to accept things like that with a Dynasty Warriors style game, I think. Yeah, I mean, they put a lot of effort into the move sets and just how all the writers function because, like, for better or worse, they function more or less how they should. I mean, I would think more they focused on use the memory space for more characters, more moves. <laughs> Yeah. The graphics are adequate. Right. Oh, I mean, keep in mind, in this game, they doubled the roster. Right, least. exactly. Because they added all the secondary writers, they added all the show writers, um, and then, you know, there was a few left over that y you can't play as, but you can use as your tag partners, like Skull or Rider Man, which mm -hmm. will prob which probably by the next game will probably be full characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it just, I don't think you should go in it expecting, like, Super graphics overhauls. Nah, because they're they're using the same models from game to game. To that way, it's kind of like um, kind of like how Toei will still use uh all the old CGI assets in uh team yeah, ups. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, all, all the old writers, I'm sure, function more or less how they did before, except for the fact that like Gaim can access Kiwami, um, you know, regularly instead of it being an extra DLC add-on later on. Um, and stuff like that, but yeah, I like it so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, like, sure, I'm sure it's a perfectly fun game. Like the one-on-one -on -one battles are a bit of a bitch, but oh, the uh, boss battles. Yeah, like trying to fight our Nazca was um fun. The boss battles have always been kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, either I... you blow through them or it's annoying. Like, and also like Black's intro stage is a pain in the ass. How so? Um, so he fights, he has to fight like five, like, spider monsters. Um, two at one, two at, two at, at first you just fight two of them, and when you're focusing on one of them, the other one will web you. And then they both have a rushing attack, which you can't really escape from once you get caught in it. Oh. And then you have to fight three of them all at once. Oh. In an area that can go vertical. Which is actually to your better, you know, it's it's better if you can like get them like isolated like one on each level, but that's hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Black's uh, special attacks are kind of hard to hit sometimes. Are they all... seizure inducing? 
little bit. At least. <laughs> yeah, a <laughs> um, little bit, a little bit. But, um, because he's, you know, he's almost all physical, so... It's a lot different than, like, playing as Drive, where you can, you know, just make Gage it... Gage yourself speed. because you're playing as Drive? Actually, Drive is... I mean, from a design standpoint, Drive is actually really good in the game. Mock is terrible, but Drive is actually good. <laughs> um, just from a, just from a design standpoint. Um, like, you know, he has, you know, a bunch of attacks that have a wide area of effect, whereas Black is just... Melee. Punchy. Yes. And Rider 1, you know, a lot of the show writers are like that. Rider 1, basically, they, they where he doesn't, like, I was afraid when, you know, I saw how Mock turned out where he didn't have, you know, many options going for him. When I got to the, you know, older writers where they didn't have all these super forms and stuff, they might run into the same issue. But no, they basically just gave Rider 1 everything he could ever do in the original series um, and then give him, like, you could either play him as, you know, punching and kicking or grappling. Oh. So you can throw people like you were playing a wrestling game or something. That's how I always played the wrestling games, to use the throws. Uh-huh. <laughs> Only he, he throws them, like, you know, 100 feet. But regardless. <laughs> well, me too. Maybe you were just playing wrong. Maybe I was. <laughs> ne- I was never good at wrestling games. Mm. And then V3 has ba- basically, you know there's this one super meter that fills up for every rider and it access their super forms or their final attacks or whatever, which whatever have you, depending on which rider it is. V3 has a second super meter that fills up to unleash a variety of different um, attacks, which are hard to figure out what they are because they're all in Japanese. But um, isn't everything in Japanese? Well, yes, but some riders are easier to figure out what they're. Um, specific powers do because sometimes it's by a visual aid, like with double where it shows the Gaia memories, or with some of, something like um, V three, it shows how much power it's going to use, but it doesn't. But obviously, you can't read what it is, so you just kind of have to guess. <laughs> have you tried using Blade yet? I haven't tried yet. I Not think yet. you'll find a similar thing with Blade. Yeah, Drive had that problem for me at first, but then I figured out what order all of his um shift cars are in. Mm. And you can just kind of in they're like all in a line and if you just hit back to start at the end of the line you can hit his form changes. So that made that a lot easier. Or you can just like learn to read the katakana. Yeah, you could. Um the funny thing about drive and mock though is like cuz mock doesn't have much to work with his uh super uh you know this R2 move that for most other writers, is their super form is dead heat, um, but that's just a standard form for drive. Mm. So, <laughs> basically, the one thing that Mach has that is actually effective can just be used normally with drive. Well, it sounds like the show from what I saw. Basically, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I- I'm enjoying it so far. Sounds fun. Yeah. Maybe Mickey will buy it someday. <laughs> but probably not. Eh. He seems too put off by, you know, everything being the same. Yeah, well, like, with, you know, Dynasty Warriors clone, that's kind of what I expect. It's like, you know, Hyrule Warriors Legends is coming out in a couple of weeks, and they have, you know, like, five new characters, but it's just the 
Wii U version of Hyrule Warriors, mm-hmm. basically. Which I'm fine with, because I played that game an awful lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't really expect more than, you know, just throw a bunch more characters in it. Mm-hmm. But again, like, you know, so Batch Ride Warriors doubled the um, roster, so that's been nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, then. I'm here. Hi, Mickey. Hi. I made it. Sorry. So that's been superhero time. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> You've been listening to Superhero Time. Go to tokupodcast.com for show notes and to listen to previous episodes. Find us on iTunes or download our Android app at tfradio.net slash android. Follow us on Twitter for show updates, weekly power playback, and more at superhero underscore time. Superhero Time is a radio-free Cybertron production. Does everyone watch the Ghostbusters trailer? I no. Did. Nope. Eh. It's it is the most awful piece of shit I have seen in a very long time. It it it, it it's very hey guys, do you remember this? It's staggeringly crass in its rape of a franchise. Like I I don't care about the thing about, you know, it's female characters. That's fine. That's a smokescreen to distract you from that, the, the movie is a lazy cash grab. Yeah, the rest of it is very much, again, hey, It looks like ever... something Adam Sandler would have shit out ten years ago. Yes. It looks like pixels. I think that's oh, what Paladin my... just said. <laughs> yep. Well, that, that, was, that was only last year, though. <laughs> yes, but Paladin's point is not incorrect. It's not. <laughs> Pixels looks like something Adam Sandler would have shot at Chad <laughs> 10 years ago. Well, isn't Kristen Wiig just the female Adam Sandler? Oof. That's that's mighty strong language there, Mickey. That's mighty strong. <laughs> They've both made me laugh just as much. <laughs> All right. I, I will say this about the Ghostbusters trailer. is It had me. I was on board. Until... Leslie Jones started doing the slapping and screaming and all that stuff at the very end. Because that was supposed to be the crescendo. That was supposed to be like, oh my god, that's hilarious. But it was offensive. A little bit. Like, to it, me. The trailer lost me when the, the, the other girls started making one-liners. And none of them were funny. None. No. There was not a single laugh in the whole trailer. And they were obviously trying to be laughs. Yeah. Like, look, I'm wearing a funny wig. There is nothing worse than a comedy that isn't funny. Yes, absolutely. And and yet we've been on the air for six years. We're not a comedy, Paladin. We're a tragedy. (laughs) 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 Because on a comedy that fails isn't going to be funny. Most other genres, if they fail, if they fail spectacularly, it's going to be entertaining. And like they focus a lot of time in that trailer is like, "Hey, remember the Ecto One? It's a hearse, isn't that funny?" That's a joke they used in the first movie. Look, Uh, I'm talking about my vagina with goo in it. (laughs) Oh, I don't understand how. Individually, I think a lot of those women are very funny. Yes. I actually like 
I love Leslie Jones on Saturday Night Live. Whenever she's on screen, I think she's she attacks her part. I think she's she's violently hilarious. I love Leslie Jones. I do. But seeing her and all the rest of these characters, these great comedians, degrade themselves by reading the schlock, that's what bothers me. Yeah, it's like, conceptually, I had no problem with it up until I saw the trailer, and I'm just like, right. oh, oh. And you saw how they were executing it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I like Kate McKinnon. I mean, I like the fact that she's playing kind of the Egon Spangler. I like she's acting a little weird and all that kind of stuff. I can't wait to see what they do with her character. But the funny parts weren't funny. Nope. See, that's another thing I hate. Okay, if you're going to make it with a new team, why do we have the exact same team as the last team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. Why is there direct analogs to every single character? Yeah, mm-hmm. that that's also the thing that bought up to the point where the black person isn't the scientist. Right. And it's, and it's Although just, they've it's, apparently it's, retroactively promoted Winston to scientist in that yeah, opening text. Yeah. That also is another point. I was like, wait, what? Winston wasn't. Um... Yeah, that's at the very first lines of the trailer were like, well, that's obviously incorrect. That's a bad sign. Yeah, like, I mean, just it's like. It's like I haven't seen the movie in years, and I can tell you that's a bad, that's that's incorrect. Much less the people that are working on this franchise. What was the line? I'll believe in whatever you want as long as the paycheck's big enough. Mm-hmm. If there's a steady paycheck. Yeah. yeah, steady paycheck. I'll believe in anything you say. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's a little um. Yeah. <sighs> I should watch Ghostbusters. Also, at one point Ghost in the Ghostbusters again. trailer, there's apparently a there's a hostess at a billboard with the slogan "That's a big Twinkie." Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. This is what I said from the very beginning. <laughs> it, it is. I gotta say, it is. The only thing you can do is tie the original. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's your best case scenario. And that would be fine, honestly. But. But that was never going to happen. No. Apparently not. What you're going to get is a pale photocopy, faxed, and then run through a mimeograph machine. And a daguerreotype. <laughs> That's the third reference to daguerreotypes I've seen online this week. <laughs> it must be trending. I guess. Oh, well. I'm bringing it back, y'all. I'm bringing it back. At least Daredevil starts again next week. Ooh. Or- is dropped again next week. Yeah, next Friday, um, season two comes out. Ooh, Whoa, really? Oh, damn, yeah. that was quick. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I'm at, punish. Yeah, at some point in the near future, we need to plan to do, you know, the Daredevil wrap-up podcast, too, <laughs> after we've all had a chance to watch. Uh-huh. Because that Jessica that... Jones one we did, that was uh, mighty fine stuff. I think it was, was actually it? pretty good, yeah. Wait, that was distract me from my tragedy of not being able to finish Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Why? <laughs> Because season five is not on Netflix anymore. Nope. It actually, here's the thing. Season five has never been on Netflix. Oh, really? Funimation has this thing where, with longer shows, where they will only put up the first few volumes of it. With Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, it used to just be the first two, then it was three, then it was four. They never added five. So, basically, you have to find another way to watch it. Well, I could pay them. Not anymore. Well, not you can't until or I could choose not to pay them and still watch it anyway. Yeah, I'm sure Russ can help you out with that. <laughs> I don't think he needs to help. <laughs> um, but yeah, so th- that's the thing with Funimation and Netflix is that it, 
if you're watching something on there and it has multiple seasons, prepare not to be able to watch the entire thing on Netflix. Which is funny because I couldn't finish the first Full Metal Alchemist on Netflix because they took it away right when the series was going to end. Eh. Of course, I didn't miss much because the end of that series, the first season was garbage. But you know, yeah, oh, yeah, Zeppelins. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made the mistake of buying the movie. Oh God, why? I didn't know any better. Oh, I saw I saw it after it came out on DVD in Japan and. Oh boy! Uh huh. Uh huh. Conquer a net. That that guy needs to not like be able to be able to be allowed to make sequel movies to things because he also did the Double O movie. Oh. The General. Yeah, that was the same director. Does that does that explain anything to you? Well, fortunately, I made the choice not to watch that ever. Oh, you didn't. You lucky. <laughs> lucky uh, man. Yeah, I read the um, I read synopsis for that. And decided that no, the ending of the series can just stand on its own. I, I I remember like one of my very first, one of my very earliest tweets that I can remember was just like I I found this image of the RX seventy eight shoving two beam sabers through its eyes, and used that as my reaction. <laughs> <laughs> You can hear our show on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iPhone, Android phone, BlackBerry, or Palm phones. On demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free today at Stitcher.com or in the app stores. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio.